Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing, fighting monsters, and also weird, magical arrowheads that don't seem to have anything to do with anything, and it's one of those. It's one of those, folks. So, uh, I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we've got Mike. Hey, I continue to be here, against my better judgment. No, you, you're like the only person I can reliably get it to be on these goddamn episodes, so like, I appreciate you continuing to be here. Uh, speaking of which, this week we've got two guests. We have Frankie. Hey, I heard uh, y'all needed a person who wasn't white. Uh, so <laughs> That makes it sound so bad. <laughs> Listen, true hearts, true hearts. Oh, true so- hearts. Yeah, true hearts. No, no. Mm. The truth hearts. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, I guess I'll see y'all next time. Uh, <laughs> no, please don't leave. Check out Basho and Tell on AudioEntropy.com <laughs> and uh, let's steal a podcast. Oh, yeah, there you go. So check those out. And also we have uh, Cameron from Along the... Hold on. That's not what it's... No, it is all along the Watchtower. Yeah, I was like, you got it in one. Well, yeah, I was like, wait, there's the a one. pun. And then I remembered that the pun is... Just that that's the name. I, I forgot. So, hi, Cameron. Chokmach and Choma, friends. Okay. Hello. That's, uh, that's <laughs> how you say hello, how are you, in Chickasaw. Well, okay. Excellently done. I bet that that pronunciation is perfect, also. <laughs> it's fairly close, actually, though. It's been a minute since I've heard somebody say it to me. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah, this is... The third episode in our four-parter uh, dealing with uh, Tommy's quote-unquote Native American heritage. Uh, well, I mean, I guess the character has it. We can't say he doesn't, but you know you know what I mean. Jason David Frank is not Native American. Um, well, also, everything in the show is bullshit. So. Well, it's all lies. <laughs> yeah. that, here's the thing. Here's the thing about television. It's made up. No, even it. even no. I'm not even just implying that the show is, is is fiction. I mean, it's fiction, but also like it's all bullshit, though. Oh, I thought you just were were bringing it down on me that TV is fiction, and I was like, <laughs> okay, well, I do know that, but yes, fair. 
Um, it's one of the four things Zach knows. <laughs> yeah, there, there are four things. I know TV isn't real. Water Diet's, bad. Water bad. Diet soda good. Trees fight back. Tree, trees fight back. Yeah, that's the <laughs> I was um, about to ask, Zach, have you secretly been one of those aliens from Galaxy Quest this entire time? Secretly? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I... If you if you don't know this, I don't think that's that's on Zach's fault here. But those uh, aliens are weird, like octopi things. I assume they like water. Yeah, but they had like human forms. And actually, I don't know. We don't know if they're aquatic. They're just, I mean, they're squid-like, but maybe they live in like nitrogen or something. That's yeah, true. I suppose you, you that's know, true. Uh, um, mind flayers don't like water, so who knows? Uh, mm. Anyway, this week we're going to be talking about that. But first, before that. Uh, let us do my favorite segment, and, uh, Luke isn't here to stop me. Frankie, has anything Power Rangers related happened to you since you've been on last? Yes, I, I actually have two. Okay. Sh- should I do both? Do both. Sure, give me both. <laughs> okay, so I've been consuming a piece of media about, uh, uh, of heroes, uh, in tightly colored, uh, clothing. Okay. okay, in 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 the post apocalypse, so like d- d- kind of like some uh, things of Power Rangers. Okay, uh, it, driving around in cars. Okay, and shooting each other with fake looking guns. I Perfect. am talking, of course, about the 2010 masterpiece Danger Days: The True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys, the My Chemical Romance uh, album. Okay, perfect. I was I I was like this sounds familiar, but I cannot remember uh, what it all is. All I have to say is uh, that that's a good album. I I like it, and this I, was a joke. No, no, it's that's not a joke. That's the thing no, that it, you it, like. Yeah, it's no, fine. No. Yeah, it wasn't as funny as it was in my head. But then again, what is? <laughs> uh, I thought it was pretty good. I was a big My Chemical Romance fan yeah. at one point. So Me too, and I never touched this album until, like, last week. I, I'm pretty always... sure that uh, that worked out better in my head is, is one of the core tenets of this podcast. Yeah. That's always fun when, like, you you learn to love a band through, like, Spotify or something where you mm-hmm. only really know, like, their most recent... Like, it only serves up their most recent album, maybe, and then you're like, oh, wait, they have, like, four that I haven't even listened to yet. That's always exciting. So the thing is, like I had back in in the in the early days of the two thousands when when they started in the mid two thousands, I had all three of the albums uh, up to Black Parade, like in my cheap uh, MP three player that wasn't brand name. I mean, it was brand name. It wasn't like name brand name. Um, and I never touched. This came out in twenty ten and. I had, or I was already in college. I kind of had moved on already, and I never touched it. And I listened to the first time a couple of weeks ago. I liked a few songs, and I was like, "No, I don't like this as an album. I like concept albums. This doesn't work for me. The skits in the middle of it don't work for me." And then I kept listening to it. I took the skits out. I took the skits out, and I just grabbed all the songs. I put them in a playlist with other songs. And I think I really, really like this album. That, that's that's definitely yeah. happened to me with some of my favorite albums by bands I like, where I'm like, I'm going to keep listening to this because I feel like I don't get it yet. And a lot of times I do end up really liking it. So uh, I just, uh, before we're done with this bit, I just want to give you the names of their characters in this. Yes, please. 
Uh, so you got uh, Party Poison. Okay. Jet Star. Jet Star is That's very good. good. Yep. <laughs> Fun Ghoul. Yeah. Okay. And Cobra Kid. That's also a good one. Cobra Kid. That what was that Turbo? That that Turbo Kid movie Turbo could kid. have been called Cobra Kid, and it would have been the same movie. Like it's close yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I, I, like I would it. wager most movies would still basically be the same movie if you just changed the title <laughs> and left everything else the same. Shut up, Mike. <laughs> uh, so. That was the joke one. Let me just do the plug one real quick. Yes, please. Uh, this is a show about superheroes. I have been, uh, uh, for the month of uh, February, I played in a mass campaign on Twitch. So, and it's uh, now the archives are up on YouTube, or at least some of them, uh, where I played a teenage superhero in tightly colored clothing. Fighting uh, bad guys, including a giant monkey at one point. So I caught the first episode of that. I need to go back and get the rest of them now. Yeah, I, I was, was trying to though. see. I was oh, thank you. I really like where it ended up. It has a really good arc. Right now, episodes one and two are on Latin Explosion. One word. Oh, also, this was an all Latinx like group. Uh, DM'd by a Latinx person and everyone playing with Latinx. Uh, so it, it, you can find it at Latin Explosion on YouTube. That's one word, L-A-T-I-N-X-P-L-O-S-I-O-N. And you have the first two there. Uh, hopefully they'll put up the rest. If not, you might have to skip number three and jump to number four, which is still on their Twitch. Also Latin Explosion. Uh, I really enjoyed where that went. I hadn't played in for, for an audience in a while, and I really enjoyed it. So you can check cool. that out and see how I take a character and have them go through an arc where they end up... An arc that's very sad, but they end up very happy about it for some Good. reason. You'll see. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, okay, so Cameron already spoiled that he doesn't have anything Power Rangers related, but what, what's your, it's been a pretty long time since you've been on, so how, <laughs> how you doing? Good. I was going to say, I don't have anything Power Rangers related that happened to me recently, but I did have something Native American related happen to me. Okay. Uh, so my little brother is the president of UCLA's, I forget what the name of the organization is, but it's their Native American student-like body. Okay. okay. And they organized or were part of some sort of Pacific Islander and Native American dance festival majig. That sounds cool. And I didn't get to go because it's in California and I'm not. And that's uh, far, but I did sure. see yeah, he did send us uh the videos of him doing sweet dances. Uh oh, yeah. which was pretty cool. That sounds nice. cool. Awesome. Uh, well, that's cool. I mean, it's, and I'm sure it was less upsetting than how it's portrayed in this show. <laughs> it was much less upsetting. Yeah. But also, there's apparently a tradition for, uh, parents in that to, like, try and stuff money in the dancers, like, mm. uh, skirts or whatever. Okay. <laughs> there that's were a, a lot of moms running around trying to stuff money in people's pants, basically. It was I mean, very that amusing. sounds pretty fun. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm always down for some good old family fun. 
like shoving money down your relatives' pants <laughs> whenever they're trying to do something difficult that they've been spending spent hours rehearsing. Always yeah. a good time. I think my favorite anecdote that my brother told me was that when they they hadn't had a chance to like rehearse in the actual venue before, and when they got there, the stage was like raised, and they were like, uh. Mm. Well, oh geez, okay. Our, our deal involves running up and then doing a battle dance, and they were like, "Well, that's fine. We'll just jump. Like, we'll just run mm. and jump up onto the stage." And it was really badass looking. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, how high? Wait, how high was the ra- stage raised? It looked about four feet up. They jumped four feet in the air. Yep. <laughs> While carrying well, spears. Well, shit. Okay, yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> well, cool. That sounds yeah, awesome. It was really rad. Uh, cool. Well, let's uh, let's just go ahead and get into the episode. Um, Do we have to? Yeah, I mean, Luke asked that last week, and I think we decided that we we just have to get through it and get to the other side, which oh. is what I basically keep telling myself about <laughs> this show every episode. I'm like, it'll Wasn't get this the good. One where it gets good. This is the one Simon rated as his, I think, number one season of all Power Rangers seasons. You're you're only going to drag him for that for the rest of the show. You're going to be in freaking overdrive and you're like, I think this was better than (laughs) (laughs) than freaking Theo. The wild thing about that is like, that's not too far against the general consensus. Like the fandom on the whole really likes Zio. Here's (laughs) what I'll say. Uh, I think there are things Zio's handled really well. I think the first transition in new suits went great. No problems. Like, I think that in general, people transition to new roles really well. I think Billy is totally fine as, as the like tech guy instead of a ranger. Um, and also I, to defend Simon briefly, he has basically told me like, yeah, it's the last half of the season. That's good. But I kind of forgot that the whole season is 50 fucking episodes and, like, the parts I like are at the end. That's too many so, episodes. Yeah, well, that's the thing is these that's early these early seasons are so long that, like, it's hard. It's, I understand focusing on the stuff that you liked because you can't hold that many episodes in your brain. Like, you just can't. So, mm-hmm. I get it. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean... It's fun to tease him, and and I I do think it'll get better, because, like, the Gold Ranger stuff, I do remember liking as a kid. It's, like, 15-ish episodes, um, and there's a lot to it that's not this. So, like, that's the other thing, is it has to get better, kind of. The thing is, I know I've seen this season of Power Rangers, and I didn't remember this episode at all. Like, I, I, I didn't remember, remember these villains at all. It was like, but I, I watched up to Turbo. I know I did. I distinctly remember the Gold Ranger <laughs> arc. The, yeah, the, the Machine Empire is, like, fine. And I like some of their interactions, but they aren't especially memorable. Like, they don't have a crazy way of speaking. They don't look especially... I mean, they look... Again, I think they're, like, really middle of the pack. Like, they look fine. I like and them. They're, I like them, too. I don't dislike them. I'm just saying, if you're trying to recall, like, 30 years of villains, mm-hmm. I feel like they'd fall pretty close to the middle, that, basically. That, that might be, like, a fault of coming right after... Being the second ones, basically. Coming yeah. right after the Moon Crew. It, it, yeah. That might hurt them. Yeah. Mm. I'll tell you what isn't mediocre though. This theme song is banging. It's so good. Uh 
I will say that um, Ranger Wiki, which you know uh, we we drag sometimes, but is usually right about about most things. Honestly, I'll say it. I'll say it. It's fine. Uh, they say that the, How dare that you? after this, the theme song gets shortened, which that's a goddamn shame. Yeah, that's lame. Because it rules. I still like it a lot. Uh, I also I don't love a lot of the original music for this season because I guess we've talked about it before. I guess that um. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name. Mike, help me. Ron Westerman? Uh, yeah, Ron Westerman was not involved in some in the music for this season, hmm. um, which is a bummer, but, but, so, like, I don't love the, the Cogs theme or anything, but the, yeah, the theme song rules. It's so good. It's, it's very, very good. Um, and, uh, it's also kind of relevant because, like, the, all the, the Neo Saban era of Power Rangers, like, the newest stuff... Up to and including Beast Morphers uses basically a remixed version of Go Go Power Rangers, which this is too. But I feel like this is does a lot better job of it than those newer newer seasons because it it is distinctly its own thing, but it still has uh, like a lot of the elements of the original. So I really like it. Um, we open on uh, Tommy sitting next to his brother, uh, his brother David. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have my first question that I want y'all to, to answer, which is, do you think that Jason David Frank, the actor, was like, yes, big brother, you can be on the show, but you will go by my middle name because you are <laughs> inferior to me, Jason. <laughs> well, they couldn't name him Jason. They already had one of those. <laughs> That's so crazy. Like, that, that the original Red Ranger was Jason. Now this guy's David. Are we going to... I mean, not that those are unusual names, but still. Are we going to get be a, a Frank? Frank later? Somewhere, yeah. Sometime. <laughs> I feel like we almost have to. Uh but yeah, I just thought that was funny. I thought about that today, that he goes by David. His I don't know if we said it. We said that this actor is his brother, but his name mm-hmm. is Eric. This is Eric Frank is the actor. Um, Did they think so, Eric wasn't Native American enough, but David was? <laughs> that's the other thing is they, that they say he's adopted. But like, so that's my question. It, it, are they adopted? Is he adopted by Sam Trueheart and therefore is Native American by adoption? Or are they saying that Tommy and David are like Native American? I don't born? think they're saying, and I don't. I think this is something we should like sidestep and be like, <laughs> we don't know. They say but both of them are adopted. Fair they're, enough. I think they're being they don't deliberately talk anything about ancestry. <laughs> yes, they're being very deliberately vague, so they have an out if someone calls them out on the red face. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so yes, he says he was adopted by Sam Trueheart, who um, we I previously believed to be a ghost. So mm-hmm. that that I guess is not true. Uh, he might still be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was adopted by a ghost. Okay. Listen. Because, like, every time we, we <laughs> see Sam... A ghost who does a very, a very convincing living person impression. Right. Well, that's the thing is, I don't think Sam Trueheart knows how to drive a car. He just <laughs> teleports. He's got magic, he just teleports from place to place. Uh, so you like, want to guess the name of the actor who plays Sam Trueheart? Just guess it. I think we, I think we looked this up, but yeah. give it to me, please. Frank. No. Oh. <laughs> Frank Salcedo. I forgot. Oh, oh my god. god! 
I fucking forgot. zoom in on a fucking conspiracy chart, this red yarn all, all over the place, just <laughs> fucking dropping my coffee cup in slow motion. Oh, Thank shit! You. Shit! <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Frankie. I was like, what? No, what? Okay, sure. Well, there you go. So, There's yeah, Frank. He, he was adopted by uh, by Sam Trueheart, and he says he's lived on... So, he says he's lived on a reservation all his life. In this episode, they're going to teleport to an area that they say is the re- the reservation. Right. That's theoretically nearby Angel Grove. I wonder if he lived at a, a reservation nearby the whole time, or well, it if seems he like was a dick move. somewhere else. That's what I'm wondering. Okay, so there's the thing we, we're going to get into. Let's get into it now. Okay. So, this... Uh, Near as I could tell, this area that they're in, this just this desert area, is supposed to be part of the reservation. Sure. At the very least, it looks identical to where they go later. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the thing is, yes. this generic desert area is where the, a lot of stuff has been happening throughout the whole series. Everything from the first putty fight uh, unmorphed on the outskirts of the command right. center in the first episode. Because it's just the place they shoot when they're not yeah. in town. Yeah. Well, yes, of course. I know logistically it's because it's oh, the no, place no, they I shoot. I know, I'm saying yes. that's why. So, but yes. the end mm-hmm. result of that is the implication that, like... Basically, every fight that happens outside of the city happens in the same desert place. Like, like we have two spots. We have the we have the Infinite Park. Fu- well, okay, three places: the Infinite Park playground area. We yes. have we have the quarry, and we have the the generic desert. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if the generic desert has been a reservation, a the reservation, whole time, yeah, has it been a reservation this whole time, yeah. and it's where and a whole bunch of fucking monster fights have been happening there. That's kind of fucked. <laughs> that's a that's a dick move by the Rangers. Listen, yeah, let's. This will be explained later this episode. Okay, great. Well, I'm looking forward to it. So Tommy is like, well, how come my parents never told me about a brother? And then his brother says they probably didn't know about me. Hold on a Wait. second. <laughs> Does that mean that when he says he was? adopted by sam trueheart he means he was abducted by sam trueheart and then tommy's parents adopted what they thought was the only other boy or or, or just like some boy with no siblings you know what this is not as weird because tommy's adopted if tommy was with his like bird parents and then they didn't know about him that'd be weird but since tommy was adopted they didn't maybe they just didn't know maybe they weren't told maybe there was something weird there that's true. Frankie, that would be... F- yeah, uh, I guess my mom just didn't know I existed. I don't know yeah. how that happened. Well, but- <laughs> I, I thought it had something to do with, like, Sam Trueheart being a force ghost of some sort. Well, I was going to say, how did... If it's if it's not because of Sam Trueheart being a force ghost, how did David know well, about he, Tommy? He, he tells him. I, I believe he says that, that Sam told him. Right, because he's a force yeah. ghost, and so he knows these he's, sorts of things. Because he says when I was... In the previous episode, he said when I was a young man, uh, a wise man gave me this this uh, half of the arrowhead and said that when I met the other one, my quest would be over. My assumption is he met Sam, the guy who adopted him. <laughs> why would he call so Sam weird. a wise man? Yeah. Unless he was trying to hide things from Tommy. But why didn't Sam adopt both brothers, then? Because fuck Tommy, I don't know. Kids are expensive. Like there's He's a, a ghost, lot of a ghost wizard. <laughs> Maybe he, yeah. he as yeah. as a ghost wizard, he has to know about the prophecy and about how Tommy needs to eventually become the green slash Wait. white slash red ranger. 
Slash black. So I, Sla- well, that's later. I listened to the last episode that came out, which is the first episode from from this four-parter. Do yeah. they explain in the second episode if Sam Trueheart is the same Sam Trueheart from the CEO quest? Not no. explicitly, but yes, it's it's the same okay. guy as far as I know. So I mean, then no, Sam that's, they're, not, they're not even like really that on the nose. It's just kind of we're putting it together from it being the same yeah. actor and the fact that he seems to be immortal. So and has the same name. Continue. Uh, well, my thing is, if it is him, then he knew in the past. I met a boy named Tommy Oliver. I if he enters himself, or at least Tommy. So now I'm gonna go and adopt his brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The reasons... I know that this kid's gonna become the chosen one. I'd better kidnap his infant sibling. Did he just mess <laughs> up? Did he get the wrong, yeah, the wrong, he really the the wrong like a... kid? I... It was like, well, shit. Gotta now make I'm it stuck work. with him. Yeah, he grabbed the wrong bassinet from the hospital when he stole the baby, and, <laughs> and he didn't get the right one. The nurse one. said, "No, take his vaccine." So. No, no, I, I, I love the idea of like just, just this nurse walks into the, in, into like, like, oh fuck, what's it called where all the babies are, uh, the maternity ward, maternity ward, thank you, and like, and just this, this mist cloud comes into the room and materializes <laughs> into an old man. And he's like, sup, picks up a baby, and then just turns into mist again and flies out of the and room. Then comes back and says, I got the wrong one, and the nurse says, no takes these babies. Perfect. So he says, Tommy says, why did you make me go through a vision quest to find you? Which is a good question. Good question, really. And, and David said, we had to make sure you were my brother. Mm. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Like, I, at the risk at the risk of, uh, of referencing South Park, it's that fucking step one, step two, question mark, step three, profit thing. Like... It, what? How, how does Who that knows? follow? I don't understand. Because <laughs> literally, what was the I, quest? I, I mean, I, I know you all haven't listened to the episode yet, but, but Mike, literally the quest was he followed a magic falcon, and then he saw David who was hanging from a rock, and he saved David. So the test was you saved a man from dying and that proves you're his brother also, question why, mark why was he hanging did, did sam put him there he f- no, like, no I, I, he fell, I think it's I it's supposed to be a test of character the idea that you're going to save a stranger's life instead of touch the magic bird that ends your quest question mark except the stranger you're saving is the man you've been following the whole time so right. it's, and who yeah. may have been part of setting this quest in motion yeah so Tommy mm. says, I don't understand, which is fair. fair. Same. Uh, this is the most and, relatable Tommy's ever been. Yeah. And then David's Dave, like, well, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Jason Cameron. David Frank has an excellent I'm confused face. That is true. It is one of the things he does very, very well, which is the face of I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, David says, well, the thing is about that, uh, this arrowhead is magic. Does that answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> like what? And and Tommy's like Tommy's like what magic? And he says old magic. Yeah, he couldn't great. say Indian magic because yeah. that would probably get them in trouble. That, that's again we've said it before. One of the most fucked up things about when you do this kind of thing is that you just imply that a religion is another form of magic in your 
bullshit yeah, universe. It, it ceases to yeah. be a culture. It ceases yeah. to be a system of beliefs. It ceases to be an identity. It's just, it's a spell book now. Right. Yeah. So he said, so ba- yeah. So basically he's like, well, so you wouldn't, you had to test me because you couldn't let the arrow fall into the wrong hands. Great. Cool. Got it. <laughs> perfect. Um, he immediately, says this is, you know, the, the plot of this episode is going to involve the arrow head falling into the wrong hands. Yes, that's how you know. So he says, okay. like, <laughs> he says, like, great, I'm so happy to meet my brother again. And they high five, and he says, I'll never lose you ever again. And, and immediately, ca- you know, he's going to lose him in like yeah, two minutes. <laughs> this entire plot is Tommy losing his brother. So <sighs> we cut to the Jim and Juice bar. Well, first we see that uh, Prince Sprocket uh, was literally hiding in the bushes, which, like, Yeah, I was I love... wondering if this was, like, foreshadowed in the last episode. Did they, no. yeah, did they establish last episode why the Machine Empire gives a shit about this arrowhead? No. They no, no okay. not really. They literally right. just now hear David tell the uh, Tommy that, like, yo, this shit's magic. And we yeah. got to keep evil from it. And it's just like an evil robot in the background going, hmm, got to keep evil from <laughs> it, eh? Also, again, the Machine Empire can spy on them from the moon. Why was he in the fucking yeah, bushes? Why is Sprocket <laughs> in this one cog just, like, hanging out behind this shrub? Well, see, <laughs> see, uh, King Mondo was using the monitor to watch a rugby game. Oh, and of course. So Sprocket wanted to go and get a look by himself, but, like... Queen Machina insisted that Sprocket take a chauffeur, so mm-hmm. he had to take a random cog, because, uh, yeah, like, he, he Clank he didn't want to do it. And he can't be out by himself. He has to be escorted by a mindless uh, drone, just in case. You, you've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Out? This was uh, Prince Sprocket's Day Off? Yeah, mm-hmm. Same yeah. thing. I hate that Actually, movie. you know, we don't see Prince Sprocket again in this episode. Maybe he's just off yeah. having an adventures in a, in a construction site today. No, he goes back to the moon to tell them about the magic arrow. Leading right? a parade. Yeah, but that would also be good. Or uh, if he, like, gets lost in a construction site, maybe, yeah. and, and miraculously oh. avoids injury. So With some seeing eye dogs. I have a question, though. Yes? Why does the Machine Empire care about magic? Have they not played Arcanum of magic y- you know- and Steamwork Obscura? <laughs> Good reference. You know, the thing about that is we've actually talked about is like there have literally been episodes where they're just like time to cast a spell and it's like, wait, hold on, you're robots. <laughs> right. I don't understand. These things are yeah, supposed to mix. The defining thing that distinguishes you from the previous villains is your technological bent as opposed to magical bent, but whatever, fuck it. They're, they're <laughs> techno warlocks. I mean, again, Sprocket is a child robot, so, like, throw (laughs) any sense-making out the window. Like, it's fine. Okay, Um, we have have to get to the Jim and Juice Bar and talk about the fact that no one in Angel Grove understands the concept of relatives. Oh my god, yes. This this scene... Queen Machina has a better grasp on this than anybody on Earth. (laughs) There are two or three reasons this scene's amazing. Uh, first, we cut to Adam and Rocky uh, sparring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy and David show up, and Bulk and Skull are... Sh- so I actually missed the shot where Tommy and David come into the room, mm-hmm. and Skull is just shoving... I mean, Bulk and Skull are both eating them, but Skull is shoving chocolate donuts into his mouth, and and you don't you just see Skull for a long time, and he says he's seeing double, and for a hot second, I thought, 
They were well. He says, "Is Ernie making these donuts with too much sugar?" And I thought they were about to be like, "Skull has diabetes." Jeez, well, he's like tweak it out a little bit here. Yeah, <laughs> because I missed the part where where the idea is obviously he thinks he's seeing two Tommies. Um, because again, as Mike said, no one in Angel Grove knows what siblings is. It's the fucked up thing is everyone's just like two Tommies, but like they're not twins. They're just yeah. they're just brothers. They One look as them. similarly. They have as a like, similar hairstyle. Yeah. yeah, David is clearly taller than Tommy. Yeah, yeah, and has has like has like a, a wider face. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just it, it, it. They they look as much alike as any two relatives look alike. I do like that Rocky and Adam are spar- sparring, and they stop. And they like look at, at David, and it looks like they're gonna beat him up for looking like Tommy. <laughs> like that guy looks like Tommy. Look. And they they start like walking menacingly towards him. Yeah, look out! Like, it's Nega Tommy. Stop well, him. Well, to be fair, they might think he's an evil clone, and that <laughs> right. would be a reasonable <laughs> assumption. Yeah, I, to- I guess so. <laughs> because they've literally met an evil clone yeah. of Tommy before. So, like, yeah, it yeah. wouldn't be that crazy. That uh, was evil Tommy. <laughs> Not so, when Tommy was evil, specifically the clone of Tommy that was evil. <laughs> yes. So well, yeah, well, they, no one here was present for Tommy being evil. So No, but didn't... Did this crew meet evil the clone? I can't remember. Who so, was some around. of this crew did meet the clone, but none of them met a, met original recipe. Sure, uh, evil Tommy. Yeah, the colonel. Eleven herbs Tommy. and spices. Yeah, <laughs> they just yeah. meant spicy evil Tommy. <laughs> Extra crispy. So, uh, Balk and Skull. Uh, that, like, you know, that's really the best way to tell the difference between uh, Tommy and David is that David is extra crispy. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they freak out because they see a second Tommy. And, like, Cameron's not kidding. <laughs> Skull is, like, tweaking out. He's, mm-hmm. like, shaking a little bit, which makes me think he did, in fact, eat too many donuts. Um, but Tommy is like, okay, David, give me just a second. And he goes over... Uh, to talk to the rangers and explain. Uh, well, actually, first Cat notices that his uh, his arrowhead is whole instead of half, and he's like, "I want you to meet somebody." Uh, and he brings David over and he says, "Hi, this is my brother." Um, At no point like, does he explain why he has a brother that nobody knew about. No, that's the thing. Like nobody asks. <laughs> I I got the sense that they were like. I mean, this is too much credit, but I, I sort of got the sense that they were like, so some weird shit is going on, and we know enough not to talk about weird magic bullshit in front of random people, but also it could just be that they just don't care, or, or like, just accept anything weird at face value, basically, at this point. Um, so, yeah, they say, this is David, this is my brother, they're just kind of like, hi, cool, nice to meet you. Uh, no big deal. Which, like, they are surprised, but not, like, freaked out or weirded out or anything. Um, and then- Actually, this actually takes us back to, like, a thing that's been a problem with the whole series, is that, like, no one ever sees anybody else's family. Yeah, so, like, like, the other rangers could probably safely assume that, like, oh, yeah, Tommy's had a brother this whole time, we just never met him, because why would we have- you don't right, think- like, 
You don't think they but... hang out off camera? No, no. <laughs> they might. I don't know. The thing is, like, Tommy answers Cat asking about the arrowhead by saying, I want you to meet somebody. So, like, if she's smart, I guess she could put together that these things are related. But otherwise, he again, he does not give any explanation. He's just like, here's my brother. Then we cut back to Balk and Skull, at which point Balk says, that's his brother, huh? That doesn't look anything like Tommy, which is why five seconds ago I reacted as though I was seeing a clone. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is weird. Why does Bulk's name tag say Bulk and not Bulkmeyer or whatever his actual last name is? <laughs> it's well, is it? It's Bul- Bulkmeyer's his last name. Yeah, but it should. Yeah, uh, Farkas Bulkmeyer and Eugene Skulovich. Eugene. Right. So if it's a name right. tag, it should say his last name. Maybe he just got into the Maybe like label maker. He made maker. the name tag. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Uh, Maybe he's friends with the logistics guy. That's always a good way to get ahead. Let Bulk have whatever Bulk name Bulk wants. Um, I was gonna say this. This is the most. Maybe I just haven't seen Power Rangers in a while. But this is the most. We filmed all the Power Ranger scenes one day, and then the other day we just filmed Bulk and Skull react- reacting to it. That's oh, yeah. true. They're never on screen together. I didn't think about that because the Balkan Skull stuff has been pretty separate for a while, but in this case, they're in the same scene, and you still don't see them together. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Um, yeah. So we could can, can we talk about the fucking absolutely bonkers wild thing that Bulk says here? Oh sure, give me. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, like, Bulk basically is like, okay, how are we going to find out if this guy is really Tommy's brother? And Skull says, ask him? You know, good question. <laughs> and Bulk says, no. We're going to run a background check on him. going to abuse our police p- wait, powers. Wait, <laughs> yeah. wait, I thought they were going to abuse their police powers? That's what anyone would think? But apparently not. Yeah. Well, they just go yeah, to this oh, well, computer lab, right? Yeah. Yeah, this this gets even more buck wild. <clears throat> but also, again, it, it raises the question, how... How much cop is Bulk Skull? <laughs> yeah, I mean, nobody fucking knows. It's ridiculous. Also, then we cut to my favorite thing about David, which is that we cut back over and David's like, wow, you guys spar really well. And they're like, oh, you're a martial artist? And he's like, fuck yeah, I am. I'm related to Tommy. <laughs> yeah, what are you blood. talking about? <laughs> Karate is literally in my blood. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm a I'm a teenager in this show that is not considered a bully. Of course, I do martial arts. It, it's very very funny to me that that they decided to also make him a martial artist. I know that people have mentioned to us that he's kind of set up as a gold ranger fake later or red herring, not fake, but like a red herring, um, or gold herring. But yeah, he says Tommy's like, oh cool, we should we should fight. I have an extra gi. Uh, and and it should like, fit you because we're the same person, yeah. right? And you're not <laughs> and, a whole head h- taller than me. And that tells you two things about Tommy that are weirdly. I love when this show has like shows consistent traits, even though I don't think it's like on purpose. And in this case, it's a. Of course, Tommy just has extra geese no, in his car. <laughs> um, it's white. He has his White Ranger yeah. key. Yeah, he has his old one. Yeah. Uh, and B, of course, like, the literally the... F- he has said 
eight sentences to his brother, and the eighth is, let's fight. Like, <laughs> it's just... Have you seen a shonen anime ever? That's how you really get to know somebody. <laughs> Do you That's think true. Tommy wakes up, goes to his, like, closet, opens it up, moves past the green clothes, moves past the white clothes, and then grabs the red clothes, but, like, leaves the green and the white there just in case? I think he does. Probably. Because there's a gag in uh, in Dino Thunder where he... He says, like, when he becomes the Black Ranger, he's like, I have to go shopping. I don't own any black clothes. So I assume (laughs) that is actually how he does it, is he just buys all his clothes for green. And then when he changes colors, he's like, God damn it, gotta go fucking shopping. (laughs) But he he keeps them because he was Green Ranger for a while, and then he stopped being Green Ranger. And then he was Green Ranger again. And that could could happen again. Yeah, Yeah, who knows? Don't want to have to buy new green clothes just in case. I'm pretty sure every color he uses, he uses again later. Yeah. yeah. So and so, and so I, I I love the motivation here. Tommy's like Tommy is just fucking Jones versus. He's like, oh, finally, like it, I almost got to do it when I had that evil clone, but finally <laughs> for the first time I can face my my most desired karate opponent Me. myself. Me. Yeah. My favorite thing about this is realizing that. I've been watching a lot of Dragon Ball stuff recently, and I basically have realized that Tommy is just self-conscious Goku. (laughs) He's just (laughs) Goku if he was, like, really unsure of himself all the time, which is very, very funny. Oh my god, you know what just clicked in my head? What's that? Like... The- like, the- everyone makes the joke about how, like, Dragon Ball Z has, like, you know, seven Gokus, and it's gonna get another one at this point. Oh my god. Like that, that, like if if like, and we're kind of getting a Power Rangers game. If that thing goes on long enough, if it's successful enough, we're gonna get like seven Tommies. It's already got two Tommies. There's it only has, nine characters right, in it. Has it's two. got Dracon and Green Ranger Tommy yeah. already, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it does. Oh, and boy. it's so weird. Isn't Green Ranger just like a pre-order? No, it's the like the evil version of him where he has the sword of darkness as oh, a pre-order okay. skin. But yeah, the Green Ranger one is one of the main characters, and then so is Draken. So you get so your technically two- there's three Tommies already, right? Out of out of nine characters over the history of thirty seasons or whatever of Power Rangers, uh, you got two Tommies already. <laughs> so there you go. But yes, uh, that holds up good. I'm glad I pointed it out. Uh, Tanya, at this point, when they walk off to go fight, is like, well, he sure is Tommy's brother, which is, <laughs> I mean... Which is thought- great, because Tanya is the person in the room, and indeed this show, who has known Tommy for the shortest amount of time. Yeah, but and she And has knows. immediately caught on to this. Yeah. Um, I mean, it made me, this whole, this episode made me remember that episode where Tommy tries out for a commercial, and the only way he can, like perform is by f- doing a bunch of kata in front of a camera because otherwise he gets too nervous like yes this is all tommy is good at is fighting so he meets his new brother he's too nervous to just like hey what was your li- childhood like like how how have you been your whole life it's just like no i want to fight you like that's immediately what he does um so we cut up to the moon uh sprocket explains everything to um uh, to his mom and dad, and uh, there's this real stupid line where King Mondo says, 
Ah, we'll kidnap his brother because humans appear to become very fond of those they're related to. Not like us machines at all who constantly dote on our machine son. The, like, yeah. I, the line that I think it's actually really good and really funny, maybe, or maybe, just, maybe something is breaking in me, is what Queen Machina says to that. She says, yes, humans do that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, when uh, he says, Tommy, oh, the Red Ranger's got a brother. She says, yes, humans do that sort of thing. I thought that one was good, That's too. a good that one. Is, it's funny. like, how did you get a son, precisely? Right. That's the thing. Is like, obviously, we don't know exactly how the machine, Empire machines work. But, like, either you reproduce, like, biological entities because you're, like, some kind of weird bio machines, like Transformers. Uh, at which point you should know what the hell is going on, or B, you desired to have an offspring so badly that you built one, in which case you also should understand this. Like, it doesn't well, Zach, make any sense. Well, let me sense. point you uh, to the documentary Robots, uh, <laughs> starring Robin Williams and somebody else, I guess. <laughs> no one is you and McGregor the main character in Robots? I forget. Why are your references always the Do you mean the animated shit? kids movie robot? Yes, yes, he does. With the blue robot and the red robot? And yeah. I'm sure yeah. there's some other colored ones. Yeah. Hold on. I'm sorry. Like Mel Brooks plays like a fat guy, yeah, I guess. Yeah, McGregor plays uh, Rodney Copperbottom. That's, right. a good, that's a good dwarf That name. movie starts with a sequence of, of the main character's parents getting a, a uh, an offspring building kit in the mail and assembling him in a montage. <laughs> God. Why would you do that? <laughs> that movie, I saw that movie, and all I remember about it, Frankie, is that Mel Brooks is in it at the end mm-hmm. as like a character they've been searching for. And I remember thinking when that movie came out, Boy, Mel Brooks sounds really old and tired, and that was like a decade ago. I know. So. I think it was more than that. I think like, it was like two decades at this point. Taking yeah. long, but let me just read you the cast. Uh, it, and this is the cast that shows up on Wikipedia under starring. So, okay. And this is the order they're in. Ewan McGregor, Halle Berry, Greg Kinnear, Mel Brooks, Amanda Bynes, Drew Carey, and lastly, Robin Williams. If you ever needed proof that a good cast does not make a good movie. <laughs> so Tommy comes out and talks to Adam and, and Rocky and he's dressed up in his gi and he's like, yeah, he's like so excited to get to show his brother that he's good at something yeah. is basically what this scene it is. Was, this part was sweet. Yeah, it's adorable. And then um, t- uh, David tells uh i've been practicing tells tanya and cat i've been practicing just for this moment so he also is basically excited to show his brother what a good karate man he is um the problem is that well actually i guess first they they get ready to start fighting and then we cut to balk and skull mm-hmm. in the computer lab uh attempting to uh uh do some research on um on david uh, Skull is an idiot and doesn't know how to use a keyboard. <laughs> no, but he does do the thriller walk to get there. Yes. Hey, isn't Skull, like, a tech bro later on? I, I don't think it's ever explicitly said what Skull does to make a ton of money, but he is very rich in a later season. Um, oh, can I we mean, back up for a second? There was a thing. 
Yes. Uh, right before they spar, Tommy takes the arrowhead, which David says is full of old magic and should never be let fall into the hands of evil, and keep your eyes on this and that sort of thing, and just hands it to Adam. Like, here, hold this for me. <laughs> here, here, just hold this. Yeah, I forgot about that. Good point. Um, so Skull, uh... Skull is, like, typing like an idiot, and Bulk is like, hey, Skull, do you know how to use that? And he's like, no, but I look like I do, which maybe that's how he made all his money. Yeah. He just bullshitted his way to the top. Listen, uh, there's this whole thing with the tech companies, fake it till you make <laughs> it, it's bad. Uh, yeah. This makes sense. Yeah. Um. So he says, yeah, I don't know anything about computers. So Bulk sits down, uh, and he starts looking trying i i don't know they don't really say what he does but he's like i'm gonna look it up God, and then Yahoo? yeah I, I guess and then at this point skull is like hey bulk did you remember to feed rito and goldar because i think they needed to rem- a remind the audience that rito and goldar mm-hmm. exist i mean i'd forgotten uh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, like, Bulk and Skull are in almost every episode, and I think Rito and Goldar have been in, like, four, five of Zio. Um, also, I did look up, uh, I was trying to find something out about this episode, which uh, Ranger Wiki did not have, but it did have an error on this, which pointed out that Rito and Goldar don't know their names. That's the whole thing, is they've <laughs> forgotten everything, oh. and that's why they're being... Like, uh, you know, living with Bulk and Skull, it's because they don't know who they are. So Do why... they refer to each other by name at any point in the episode? No. Or is it just Bulk and Skull? Maybe. I think Bulk and Skull probably remember their names. I guess yeah. so. Maybe this is just Bulk and Skull being cruel. Like, they know Ryu and Goldar, but they don't want to tell them their names. Yes. Yeah, because then they won't have servants anymore. Oh. Right. Well, they've met Goldar before, at the very least. Yeah. That's true. They definitely met Goldar multiple times. I mean, they met Rito in the past, but who knows if they remember that. The really fucked up thing is, like, the, the impetus here is like, oh shit, we forgot to feed them. Mm-hmm. And then Bulk reacts to this not by being like, shit, we better go back and feed them. He reacts to with this, like, did you close the, gr- did you lock the garage? So, this is... This is my favorite thing, maybe, about this whole episode, because I know that Bulk, I know that Rito and Goldar have been, like, progressively dumbed down to the point where they lost <laughs> to a, bu- a school bus full of children, mm-hmm. um, but they don't know how to open doors, you guys. <laughs> well, not like, locked doors. No, well, sure. They don't understand course. complicated mechanisms. Like locks from the inside, apparently. They also That's... don't remember how to get home later, apparently. Yeah, uh, so he says, please tell me you locked the, the garage door, and Skull is like, you want me to lie to you? <laughs> um, okay, I locked the garage door. This it's a whole good bit- scene, by the way, and y'all can correct me, but this whole scene feels the most like Bulk and Skull are married. Oh, yes, I agree. I also love, like, yes, this whole thing, that that bit is great, and then Bulk gets up to go check on them, and Skull is like, um, excuse me, Bulk, please remember to save your work on the computer, <laughs> and Bulk it's sits back cute. down. Bulk, uh, I'm, save Bulk's- your work doing a background check on a person on a public computer? What? <laughs> I mean, listen. Don't think about it too hard. Yeah, they um, see the thing is they opened up a work processor. They wrote down like, like David Oliver, and then <laughs> they not saved name, it. So that's not going to work good. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, and then they saved that in a in a document. But yes, I have to 
I love uh, Paul Schreier's facial acting in this scene because he is told to save. He sits down and then he just stares directly at the camera without looking at the computer and hits like the save button and then stands back up and runs away. And it's very cute. I love I love that scene. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut back to David and Tommy sparring. Uh, it's pretty fun. Hmm. I love that David has a bandana now. It's a red bandana also. Uh, Tommy sweeps the leg. Uh, mm-hmm. he, mm-hmm. Knocks Dave, he knocks David down. He lands and hard. Then, like they really emphasize him hitting the ground by like doing that thing where it's in slow motion mm-hmm. and they repeat it a couple times. Like we're, we're supposed to be like, oh, ooh, that mmm. And then... David shows more than anything up to this point how related he is to Tommy by going, you're better than me, and running away like this a scene little is baby. uncomfortable <laughs> to watch, personally. Well, at first, he gets angry at Tommy. He's like, what the fuck did you do that for? That's a shitty underhanded move. And it's like, and I, I get that, technically speaking, we've just met this guy. Mm-hmm. We don't actually know him. But, like, up until this point, we were just sort of pretending, like, oh, he's just another Tommy. So he has the same personality as Tommy. But he just, he fucking snaps. Just 180. He's instantly mm-hmm. pissed. And, and like, it, I, th- I think it's the performance more than the writing. Because, like, we're meant to assume that, like, oh, he just, you know, like you said, we're, we're, like, th- what the script says is, like, oh, you're better than me. I give up. But what the actor's performance says is, oh, oh, now he's pissed. Mm-hmm. Tommy, when we when we meet outside, I'm gonna bust your fucking kneecaps, buddy. I think buddy. his I think his acting says that, but then the thing is, he doesn't just leave; he runs away, which to me says like I'm gonna go cry in mm-hmm. the corner because my brother beat me in in martial arts. He just and wanted a friend, and he just wanted someone to to like show him love and show him appreciation. And yeah, but, no, but it's, I don't, but it's but it's sparring. Yeah, but it's competition sparring. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I, to me, it, it read like Tommy is like I'm excited to fight somebody, and then David kind of freaks out because he loses, whether because he yeah. thought he was too rough or he was ups. But he says like he specifically says. You're better than me, and that's what is like upsetting him. Yeah, basically. he's like shaking during the scene. Yeah, so he's freaked out that someone might be better at him than karate, which again is is very Tommy. Very, very Tommy yes. Yeah. And so, <laughs> um, it, it, before chasing after his brother, Tommy makes sure to get the arrowhead back from Adam. Yes, he also so. like doesn't seem to understand why he's upset. He says like, "What's wrong with him?" Yeah. <laughs> which. Boy, why Tommy would you, why would with, you stop doing karate? Tommy is good We were karate. doing karate and he just stops. <laughs> and not at humans. Um, King Mondo says, oh boy, uh, Tommy's brother is by himself. Send the cogs. David walks outside and he takes off his uh, bandana and he's all upset. And then some cogs show up and he kicks a couple of them and then they... They again. They do the thing that always works on Tommy, which is grab his yep, arms. <laughs> yep. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. This is Tommy's brother. Yep. <laughs> um, Tommy comes outside and he's like, "Hey, David, I'm sorry. I didn't mean. To- oh no!" And then they teleport <laughs> away with with uh, with David, leaving um, his bandana. 
Yeah. The, an item that he had on for a scene just so he'd have something to leave behind. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they, they, there is a very fast line when the other Rangers come out, uh, to, to, um, to hand wave away why later we see the Megazord again, even though it's been out of commission for two episode episodes, which is that Adam's like, oh, uh, Billy's working on the Megazord in the repair bay. He could probably track them down. I was like, okay, great. Now we know why we're going to see the Megazord later, even though they said it was all fucked up and we couldn't use it anymore. <laughs> um, I mean, they didn't say they couldn't use it anymore. They just said it was going to take time to fix. Right. You know, in uh, fairness. They teleport to the power chamber and you remember how I just have to we don't talk about the their clothes a lot anymore, but remember how Billy was the hugest nerd and wore glasses mm-hmm. and talked in like techno babble. Yeah. He's yeah, just and, and he out. wore he wore uh fucking uh overalls yeah. to he's, school. He's just hanging out in the power chamber in a white t shirt with a fucking leather jacket on, and yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> he also looks like forty years old. Oh, listen, David Yost has looked significantly older than everybody else for a long it's time. Okay. It's okay, there's plot, there's plot explanations. <laughs> well, Side that's effects true. from time magic. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about David Yost is when he was in his twenties, he looked forty. He still looks forty now, and yeah. I'm assuming he's in his fifties. I mean, so he's doing fine. The, the thing, yeah. the thing with this leather jacket is that I believe uh, Billy bought it when he became evil that one time, and then <laughs> oh, is this punk Billy's jacket? Yeah, and he just <laughs> left it in his closet, and then he was like, ah, "Why not?" Well, he did graduate from high school, so maybe he just feels a little loose. He's yeah. just like, "Yeah, you know what? I can wear this. Fuck it's fine. It, I bought this." He's gradually realizing that, like, since he no longer has to wear blue, uh, an, an entire world of fashion options are now open to him. Mm-hmm. Do you think Billy has a job or goes to college? No. It's not no. really been addressed. He works not for Zoran. Works yeah, for Zoran okay. and has a long-distance relationship with his boyfriend from Aquatar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> sure. He went to space for a few weeks and right. no one was like, yeah, that's, no one was like, man, where have you been? Like, I think he's just fine. Yeah. One of the funniest things that's happened in this, in this entire show still is how they made sure to have a line about how his parents said it was okay for him to go to space. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. That's a um, conversation. <laughs> hey, Mom, Dad, um, I met a man from space, and I'm going to go help him fight. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think you can finish that conversation, really. Um, so, yeah, he's Billy says, like, I'm sorry, I'm not getting any readings from your brother uh, on Earth. And <laughs> Tommy, uh, in fairness, is like, mm-hmm. well, is he on another planet? <laughs> he he uh, was kidnapped by aliens. Did they take him to space? Yeah. Maybe? Um. Zordon suggests they scan through uh, dimensions, other dimensions, and uh, uh, Alpha's like, yep, we're working on it, but nobody yet, or nothing yet, um, and they they decide he has to be held somewhere, somewhere weird, um, so they're going to keep looking, uh, and then Tommy is just like, oh man, I just found him. Oh, what am and I going to do? And now he's gone, and I had a whole line about how I was never going to lose him again. 
I said eight things to him. I wanted to say nine things to him. I swept the leg. You never, you, you never lose connection with someone when you swept their leg. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So uh, they, and then we see briefly that the cogs uh, have taken uh, David to a cave underground mm-hmm. uh, Full that of has pictographs. Yeah, that has a bunch of pictographs. Uh, <sighs> Which, and David looks at him as like cave paintings, yeah, just like I, the chalk I, drawings back on the reservation. I will say, oh God! Uh, to be clear, he's referencing another bad thing that happened: not calling all drawings from Native Americans chalk. No, drawings. no, that was back during the Zeo quest when we got <laughs> yeah. the fucking chalk drawings of the yeah. fucking yeah. Relating God. to that, at least these drawings are not like. Of Power Rangers shit. They look but it's still better not, than the other ones, but yeah. It's still bad. Still um, bad. I mean, we'll get to it, but the the chalk drawings of Power Rangers shit never started dancing. Well, sure. <sighs> that's fair. I don't recall that. Uh, we cut back up to the moon, um, and uh, there's some quick exposition where Clank says... Uh, he's in a cave, and we've got an energy field around it, so they shouldn't be able to find him or get to him, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, they, spe- King- they specify that the cave is thousands of miles below the reservation, which is where we got all the shit we got into earlier, which, whoo boy. Which also, thousands of miles, I don't remember my geology, but I don't think so. No, I the think- Earth's crust, even at, nope. at its most <laughs> thickest point, is like 25 miles. I think that's yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> But Um, so uh, King Mondo's like, hey, so it's time to give out the ransom. And the machine is like, hold up, though. What if we also send a monster? Because that is what we do. Because not for any, like, real reason, but just because it's just how we do things. Uh, The monster is called Mace Face, which is one of my favorite monster names. (laughs) Um, It it might be one of my favorite monsters. We'll we'll get to it. There, yes, we'll talk about it shortly. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about Mace Face. Mace Hell face. yeah. Right now, you're suffering under an enormous weight. We provide leverage, or at least. We rewatch the TV series of the same name. Each week, join me, I'm Cassidy, and Hey, I'm Frankie! As we watch an episode of the show where bad guys make the best good guys. Find us on Twitter at Let's Steal Cast, or on iTunes at Let's Steal a Podcast. And remember, H is a geek, baby! Welcome back. So, everyone is well, consoling. Thank you. Uh, oh, well, good. Yeah, yeah, thank you for welcoming us, uh, us back. You know? You're welcome. Zach, I really appreciate that you do that every time we take a break in the middle of a podcast. It's that you- so weird that you kick us out of the studio for the breaks. Like, you <laughs> need to go to the restroom or do whatever you need to do, but you kick everyone out of the studio <laughs> and then you appear inside some reason and open the door and say, welcome back. At least that's nice. <laughs> well, see, he has to reassert his territory by peeing on everything. 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't leave is. to go to the restroom. He kicks us out to and pee. goes to the restroom. <laughs> to pee in the, in the studio, yeah. Well, as as we all know, bathrooms have the best acoustics. Yeah. My, uh, my, one of my coworkers has taken to uh, blessing himself Pee? when he oh. sneezes, which is very <laughs> weird to me. Like, he sneezes, and then he just goes, bless me. And I'm like, I don't think that's how that works. I think you need somebody else to do it. Zach, um, we, made, a- we made jokes about peeing a bunch, like, all over a room, and then you started with, oh, that reminds me of the story about my coworker. <laughs> my co-worker. The wave of paralyzing <laughs> fear that overcame Same. me. Well, I wanted to tell that story, and I was going to do it before the pee talk happened, and then I still wanted to do it after. No, that's fair. I just went ahead and did it. But, yeah, as far as I know, he doesn't just pee all over the lab when we're not in there. And then says, bless me. (laughs) Bless Uh, this mess. uh, Oh, Jesus. Okay, so... uh, So... So... Zordon is. Uh, Thank you for buying me. Zor- yeah, I'm glad you're here. Zordon is uh, tells everybody, "Hey, by the way, also second problem. There's a monster. It's called Mace Face. I still don't know how I know these things, but I do." <laughs> yep. Um. Uh. So yeah, they see it on the viewing globe. It's when we first see it. It's it's just a big ball with spikes it's on it ball. rolling around. I'm so mad it doesn't stay a ball. If it was just a ball, it's, it's a, a ball for ball. the longest time. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was just a ball. That would be. If it was good. just a you ball, can... it would be as good as that time they fought a, a spinning wheel. Now you uh, can, my you can see you can see monster. the parts where it's supposed to be a machine folded up. Like it kind of looks like the Samus mm-hmm. Aran morph ball. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it's it's a ball. But the fact that it gets introduced as a ball and wins a fight as a ball, yeah. and isn't until after it's won the initial fight that it morphs out of the ball. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, it yeah. just clowns on them in ball yeah, form. It really does. So it's great. So they're like, okay, let's use the Megazord. It should work. And Tommy's like, I mean, I might as well call the Battle Zord. We got Wait, two big hold robots. Hold up, just a second here. Yes, I didn't notice this the first time the red battle whatever the hell gets shot out of mm-hmm. a cannon it sure does that's fucking awesome <laughs> you know i there's some there's so many megazords and a lot of them blend together but like the best ones have a really cool entrance like the spd not spd the uh lightspeed rescue megazord gets launched out of an underwater base as a train and then the trains turn into robots like those are my favorite and being shot out of a cannon specifically shot out of a cannon in such a way that it spins mm-hmm. is is very very good um so yeah first uh by the way um i can't remember who wrote in to ask if we thought uh rocky was really second in command because that's what uh ranger wiki says uh that's adam's pilot in the megazord when tommy's not there so uh i don't know i don't know what that says um but yeah there is a quick fight where it's two megazords versus a ball (laughs) ed losing (laughs) <laughs> not just losing like this is a squash match to use a wrestling term that i haven't today i haven't done that um 
Yeah, it, this is just, it gets destroyed. It, Can I get a, a looped gif of just the ball bouncing back and forth between I the want. two zores, just you blowing them up? You can see the up. string. It's just, beautiful. It's really the shot, good. <laughs> the shot where it's just two people in robot suits and a mm-hmm. ball and a string bouncing <laughs> back and forth while each of them has sparks fly off of them over and over again is very good. It's, it's the good. most explosive game of Pong I've ever seen. <laughs> There's Why a- is King Mondo here? Cause fuck it, it's funny. He thinks I it's guess funny. That's true. I think <laughs> they just. I guess they just were cooped up too much. Yeah, everybody into- just wants to peace out to Earth today. Yeah. There's a shot of King Mondo watching it and and of this ball just bounce back and forth <laughs> and murder <laughs> these two big robots, and he's just like, just look at him, Clank. He's wondrous, and it's, I love it. It's really, really funny. Um, this is, this is like, in terms of a, a, a cool action fight, we've had a lot of really good ones lately, but this is straight up just the fucking funniest, most ridiculous, yeah. dumb suit thing we've had. Yeah, it's not a good a fight, it's just very funny, like... <laughs> mm-hmm. But then, yeah, after the two Megazords get their asses kicked for a while, uh, this guy does turn into um, a, like, uh, a he kind of, mole? Yeah, he does sort of look like a mole. He has big mm-hmm. front claws. Or an um, armadillo, maybe? Yeah, or kind of an armadillo type thing. Uh, and then, like, you don't get a great look at him because he just turns back into a ball. And then... and Just stay you know. a ball, buddy. You're doing <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> and back and forth. And he... Really, just clowns on two big robots at the same time. Do, do they? Do the robots try and like sync up at all during this fight, or is that later? No, that's later. Oh, okay. that's later. But man, yeah, this is pathetic. It's great. Uh, he says, "Like, give King Mondo the arrowhead, or I'll blow you up." Don't. Also, we've kind of forgotten about the guy we took captive. I mean, Don't worry he about says it. you'll never see your brother again. So the monster yeah. is keeping everything on the same page. I I do wonder that like. What happens if, like, a bystander sees this fight and hears the giant monster say, or you'll never see your brother again? And it's like, oh, okay, so so at least one of the Power Rangers has a brother. Got it. No, no, no. One of these giant robots has a brother. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's already two of them. And also, like, they're, they're robots who have relatives, so why yeah. wouldn't they expect that one of these robots has a re- Do you think that they understand that these robots aren't sentient, or do you think that they think it's ghoulish that I, the Power Rangers, like, ride around inside robots? I feel we have tackled this in the past. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I don't I don't know what, our, what we came down to, what we decided, but sure. I feel this is something we have tackled in the past. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I have a they, question. They retreat uh, back I, to the I, power on, chamber. Zach, I, I, I gotta I got ask this. Uh-huh. Do the public know about the Machine Empire the way they used to know about Rita and Zed? It's a good question. I don't really think so. It feels like there's less public awareness because like during the Rita and Zed era, you saw like wanted posters for Rita and like there was that scene in the, in the um, police uh, headquarters where there was like a putty neighborhood putty watch poster and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. It doesn't, I mean, obviously the, the public still knows there's monsters, but Mm -hmm. like, I don't really think we get the same sense that they know about the Machine Empire in the same way. I 
I have a thing kind of about this. We can wait till it happens in the episode, or I can okay. talk about it now. Uh, it's going to be soon. Okay, well, why don't... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. Um, because... Uh, and the reason I say that is because now is time for talking about things. I know Ooh. that's crazy, but here it is. <laughs> Because we cut back to the command center, um, and everyone is looking at this little device uh, in in the command center that we've never seen before. Uh, and uh, Warren writes in, uh, you may remember yeah. Warren from when he wrote in to tell us uh, about Billy's Radio Shack 301 electronics kit that he turned into an alien ranger hydration device. Uh, or you may not. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but he writes in to say, I have located another prop that blows this one out of the water. So one so world breakingly ridiculous. I believe it solidifies the episode in the top five craziest PR episodes in the entire franchise. Um, well, let's see. Uh, uh, so yes, in found and lost, they're looking at an arrowhead that Tommy got from a magic, uh, a magic, not at all stereotype Native American man. It seems like the arrowhead plot has been going on since forever. The whole arc blends together, blah, blah, blah. In this episode at 1130, which is about where we are, after the first double Megazord fight, uh, you see Billy and the team in the power chamber analyzing the, arrow the arrowhead in front of a gray console. This console is a Scientology electropsychometer emitter, the device that Scientologists use to purge themselves of their reactive mind, a concept straight out of the nonsensical writings of science fiction author cult leader L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, what's funny is that PR is notoriously cheap, but this prop costs thousands of dollars. <laughs> this begs a number of questions. Did they buy the emitter just for this scene? Did they buy, mm -hmm. did they pay full retail price in thousands of dollars? If so, they should have strung for a more original script than a third racist episode of Tommy's Vision Quest. Was it a broken one they were able to borrow or purchase? The cult kept pretty tight control over this stuff, especially in the 90s, as criticism of Scientology was, was beginning to mount, so that doesn't seem likely. Scientology has an outside presence in the film slash TV world at this time, much more so than today. Maybe there was a Scientologist on set who lent it to them. How outspoken were they to their fellow cast members? Scientology beliefs and practices are as crazy as Power Rangers teleplays, so I wonder if anyone ever discussed it or tried to recruit the cast. Um, so yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, Holy shit! Uh, when you said you had a thing for the middle of the episode, this was not a thing that crossed my mind. Th thank you. What was the name of the person who wrote in? Uh, Warren on thank Gmail. Thank you, Warren. Holy shit! Good catch. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's definitely not something I would. I don't think I've. I think I may have seen one in like Going Clear the e, e meters, but I would not have caught this. I'm no. too poor for Scientologists to bother with. <laughs> they do want your money. Yeah, but yeah, not near that. Like that's the thing that that. Like, if it weren't for the fact that they're so expensive, and I'm sure it's just because that's what they charge for, I doubt there's anything in there that's actually well, worth no, anything. no, they don't do anything, uh, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, then I would be like, I don't know, they just got it somewhere because they just needed a cheap prop. But the fact that they're 
expensive is like, yeah. Why well, did they, they have, have to be access expensive to this? Because you can't just let somebody take it apart to show that it doesn't do anything. <laughs> right, yeah. But so, yeah, how did they come into contact with that? It must have been someone's. I somebody, mean, the, yeah, must have the, had it. The most, like, benign explanation that I can think of is, like, yes, someone on cast or in crew is a Scientologist, and they were just like, we can use this thing for an episode. Uh, don't worry about it. I'm <laughs> not going to talk about Like, here it is. Now I'm going to need that back. Um, I really can't say, like, obviously we don't have any insight into, into what, how this happened, but boy, that's crazy. Uh, it's significantly goofier to me than the radio, Radio Shack thing. I almost said Radiohead. Um, (laughs) but yeah, uh, (laughs) Power Rangers has always had behind the scenes weird shit. Obviously we've talked about all this stuff with David Yost. Um, being, you know, kind of, uh, uh, the subject of some prejudice on set. Uh, the fact that someone straight up brought a Scientology product onto set is, I mean, it's still surprising because it's just mm-hmm. weird, but it isn't that far out of character, I guess. I don't know. Yes. I don't really know what to say about this other than good fucking catch. That's crazy. I don't know why you would do this and not, especially since given prior props are literally repainted nerf shit. Why Mm -hmm. would you use something this expensive? Like it's very strange to me. Um, yeah. Anybody else got anything before we move on? No, no, I'm speechless. I, there's nothing to add to that. I mean, I'm glad we caught it because it's something that's really interesting that I don't think is list. Like, it's definitely not on the Ranger Wiki. If somebody wants to go add that, go for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's really crazy. I'm I'm curious to see. I, I'm after this. I'm really gonna try and keep an eye out. There there are some other like fairly well known weird prop things that happen. Like in a uh, Lightspeed Rescue, the the rangers at the beginning are part of like uh, uh, some kind of uh, like um, exploratory force going into space, and their outfits are literally the uh, marine outfits from Starship Troopers. Like they just had oh, them geez. available, and they Don't just like used that. those. So yeah, I, I, I'm sure there's going to be other stuff Lost like that. Lost Galaxy. That's in Lost. Lost Galaxy. Galaxy. Thank you. I'm sorry. Not Lightspeed. And Rescue. they used them throughout the whole series. Yes. Yeah, so it's there's other stuff like that in terms of like, whoa, that's a weird prop to use. This might take the cake, though. We'll see if we can't mm-hmm. find something even crazier as we keep going. So anyway, uh, they're measuring Tommy's thetans, and um, <laughs> and he, in the process, okay, okay, so he he fucking Yoda Force ghosts into the cave where David is trapped. I like constant. So there's a vague theme in this four parter of Tommy like concentrating and learning to focus and, and so using he, the arrowhead which glows. Right. And we have to we have to talk about the, the and this has been the case for the last couple episodes as well. But we have to talk about the fact that like in order to show that someone's doing a force ghost thing, whether it's Tommy or it's Sam Trueheart or whoever, when someone's doing a weird force ghost 
appearing to somebody thing. Mm-hmm. This the effect that they use for it is like TV static, like it's bad television reception. The sound effect, yeah, well, the sound effect is and the crackling and the popping pines? visually. <laughs> yeah, this is this is Luke's uh, RP Silver Pines, um, and like like but but yeah, it it it's both the way it looks, the way it sounds, like. I don't know if that's just the effect that they had on hand. It's like, well, we we have the staff, we we have the the the, the technology to make it look like a bad TV reception. We can do that. We don't really have any fancier effects. But like, can, I can do one effect and one effect. <laughs> only. This is this is what I know how to do. So that's what we're doing. And yeah. it's it, it has some weird and like when when Tommy's using the arrowhead, it glows and it makes a weird high pitched humming noise, which. Boy, howdy, that's some weird implications about magical, like, just arrowhead magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it's like some sort of super technology, I guess? Which I guess what? ties into but all it, of the Power Ranger shit, but it's fucking yeah, weird. Yeah, that's kind of what that feels like. Like, the arrowhead's actually just like some sort of, like, communication device or like a projector that can either receive images or send them. Yeah, because later he's going to use it as basically a divining rod to find David. So, so, so yeah, is, I don't so know. Maybe, maybe my mind jumps to this because I've been playing entirely too much Final Fantasy fourteen. Same, but like my mind is like, is 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 the cave that David is trapped in like the remnants of a super hyper advanced mm-hmm. civilization? Like, what the is it? Arrowhead is a tombstone. A yeah, tombstone? What, what is what? It's a tombstone. Yeah. What what is it saying about like about Sam Trueheart's? people in this world i mean fucking speaking of racism is this a stargate situation i was gonna say there's and not just stargate but there's plenty of theories about how like oh uh, native americans or aztecs uh, had aliens help them because clearly these people couldn't have built their this stuff themselves yeah clearly every pyramid was was built by aliens because white people couldn't figure out how to do it so it's impossible right uh so I, I mean, they. De- I don't think they say that. We still have one more episode, but it sort. It did give me that vibe, uh, which is not great. Um, so yeah, at this point, um, he he projects. He basically astral projects into the cave where uh, where David is. David sees him. He's like, "Help me!" And then he like loses his concentration and goes back to the power chamber. Uh, at this point, um, uh, Mr. Trueheart shows up as a projection to Tommy and says, Tommy, David is in a place of great danger. Uh, he's in a cave that an ancient tribe used to bury its or, or seal its evil, question sure. mark. Mm. Sure. There's some evil there. Mm. Um, mm. Boy, mm. That's, yep. that's, that's, that's a tasty piece of, of world just, building we could just bite into right there. It's huh? just Let's so, just move past that. It's just so much. It's just, so you know in Power and, Rangers Sober Drive, nope. <laughs> when, when the bad guy for the anniversary special is, is uh, uh, Rita's and Lord Said's son who yes. was sealed there for longer than Rita was sealed in yes, her which, own. which makes no sense, yes. Yeah, this is where he was sealed. Oh, okay. And it's I also like out sense. of time, kind of? Yeah. Okay, fair. Boy, we, honey, also uh, there's... Go ahead. Sorry. Can we talk about how uh, Trueheart here clearly is talking to these boys because he needs them to find... The last page for the book that Atris trapped him in. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good point. We've been talking about the effect. It is very missed. Like, it's very, very missed the early <laughs> to PC game. We're, we're going to get some missed-ass CGI in, later in the episode here. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But also, like, uh, again, kind of adding to how weirdly, adding to the stew of uncomfortableness that is this whole fucking jam. We have the other Rangers, like, the way they react to where Tommy's Mm -hmm. looking, making abundantly clear that he's the only one who can see Sam Mm -hmm. Drewart. He's the only one holding the arrowhead. Yes, of course. Uh, So He's the only one holding the link pearl. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So they're like, what are we going to do, Tommy? Uh, At this point... Uh, Billy is like, oh, by the way, I've been working on a way to make the Zeo Megazord and the Red Battlezord link to make the Zeo Mega Battlezord. And the whole um, thing is still is linked phrase. to Tommy's brainwaves because I've learned nothing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. And also, and, I have too much time on my hands. <laughs> yeah. I'm just have, have I mentioned how weirdly obsessed I've become with Tommy's brain? Hey, also, Tommy, can I borrow your brain for a little bit? Also, it turns out when I don't have work or school, like, I just really get into some wild shit. <laughs> have you um, ever gone, like, this is the equivalent of, bit of like, us going through, like, a weird rabbit hole on YouTube? The, Billy was like, okay, so Aquitians uh, can use uh, their brains to control robots. Okay, so I make this robot so that that Tommy can use. Okay, but can I adapt it so the whole Megasaur can be piloted this way? Yeah, exactly. And I do, I will say I do like that, I continue to think it's cool that, like, basically Billy is using this alien technology to make their technology better. I think that's neat. Uh but also, the problem is he's making the technology demonstrably worse. Oh yes, it's based on like Tommy has to concentrate, which has been literally the thing that he could has not been able to do for the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy is like, nah, it'll be fine. Let's do it. So they get into the the robots. Uh, they try to link. They go back to back. Uh, and in, but instead of playing, a why very is quick- this the way that they link? Okay, hold on, hold on. While we're <laughs> shitting on Billy, uh, yes, yeah, no, go for it, go for it. No, you, you, you take this one. It's yeah, so dumb, why, I can't articulate. Why do they? Why do they line up back to back? Why do they have to dock in a way that requires the Tommy and the rest of the team not be able to look at each other while they do it? <laughs> It's a well. So there's a schematic, and it the looks like the schematic looks so dumb. Yeah, I guess the idea is that the red battles were taller, so like its arms are gonna go over the shoulders of the mega megazord. So, but that means it's gonna like, like if you stick your arms straight up in the air, it that means its arms are gonna like go completely backwards, and then the red battlesword will just be facing backwards. That doesn't it's, make any sense. The like, only why would it useful be that thing you get from this is you get the arm cannons from the Red Battle whatever to the right. Megazord. Just but take you already off. have that yeah. if the Red Battlezord just shoots the thing that you're trying to punch. Yeah. Um, so, like, make- oh, what? If, if the Red Battlezord is linked to Tommy's brain and the Red Battlezord starts folding itself over backwards, is Tommy going to feel that? <laughs> Is that going to voodoo doll him? I don't know. Also, well, it's not I just, Gundam, so I don't think so. I just had one of those moments where you said the sentence, if the red battlesword is linked to Tommy's brain, and I was able to, like, 
put myself out of the shoes who knows what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> and it just got real surreal all of a sudden but yeah they go his back- connection to the dark dimension makes him more powerful in the mirror dimension uh-huh yep god damn it so yes they go back to back uh, but instead of doing wait, wicked, hold, Frank, doing Frank, was guitar that, was solos, that, was that Kirby lore back there? No, that's from the the famous popular podcast uh, Macacum. Uh, oh, okay, you complete sure. me. Uh, that's a line from uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, yes, I, I see. forgot about that. God, but it's also a really succinct description of uh, something that happens in the newest Kirby game, though. So. <laughs> Kirby gets um, so, strangely real sometimes. Oh, f- oh, ser- no, but Kirby for real, though, the, Crystal the lore of the Kirby- was my first uh, Kirby game, and I'm pretty sure I fought God at the end of that. <laughs> you you <laughs> want a fucking well wild that you- Kirby is like Eldritch fiction, right? Yeah, yeah like you want is. a fucking wild ass rabbit hole to go down. The Kirby lore is Sakurai just keeps pulling that shit with his games. Like Smash Brothers has its own weird lore. If you really get into it, it's it's wild. I, mm-hmm. One of my favorite things about the Kirby fiction is that, like, a lot of the villains he fights are straight-up Cthulhu monsters, and then King DDD is just, like, a penguin with a hammer. Like, that's... Right. <laughs> he's just a guy. He'll and fuck I you love, up, though. Yeah, he, I mean, he's got a big hammer, so it's still a problem. But anyway... I kind of like that he hasn't really been the villain since the first game, but he's just always sort of around. Yeah, I, I mean, he's I think kind of it's there. like a rivalry thing at this point, but... So they go back to back. Uh, the sparks shoot out of both of them, but it doesn't work. So they like they don't connect. Um, uh, they 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 retreat or no? I, they try it a second time. Still can't do it. Yeah, and Tom's just like, I can't I can't get David out of my mind. And it's like you don't you don't have to. You just need to like concentrate on connecting the robot. Though no, here's the thing. Tommy can't think about two things at once. You know he can't. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's too complicated. Yeah, he's only got one. He's only got enough RAM for one thing. Um, so they retreat back to the power chamber and they say, like, okay, well, clearly we in the Megazord are going to have to take care of it um, and, or like, keep the monster off the city until Tommy finds his brother and then he'll be able to concentrate afterwards. Um, I do love the. I don't want to gloss over this. I do love the shot of Mondo and a bunch of cogs just laughing at the robots failing oh, to yeah. connect. Yeah, space is polite enough to wait for them to fail miserably mm-hmm. four or five times. It's funny because it reminds me of like when you know Sailor Moon transforms and everybody's joke is like, "So are the bad guys just standing there?" In this case, not only are they standing there, they're standing there while they fail to do it, and then yeah. <laughs> and then just kind of letting them try it again. Um, so they say. Well, I mean, at least in this instance, it makes sense because it's really entertaining. Yes. Um, but then they're like, "Wait, well, how are we gonna? How is he even gonna find his brother?" Uh, and Tommy is just like, I don't know, but Arrowhead, <laughs> like, yeah. that's the whole plan. The whole plan is I have this. Uh, Magical uh, Arrowhead is brother dousing rod question mark. Yeah. Billy also mentions that uh, he's going to work on the mechanism that connects the Zords to see if he can't bypass the brainwave requirement, which seems like something he should have done <laughs> earlier, but whatever. Yeah, um, that should have been like built in, but sure. <laughs> Considering you built this thing, 
I, I do love that every time they use a new thing, it's always like, yeah, but we haven't tested it yet. Like, Billy is never like, I've been working on this, and also, it's fine. Here you go. 100% like, ready. Yeah. Remember this thing that I told you about off screen? Yeah, it's ready now. It's, it's because Billy is not going to test things himself. He's retired of that life. <laughs> That's, That's true. true. That's true. He literally can't test them. Yeah. He has to get them to do it, and they they don't return his calls. So... <laughs> um so Tommy teleports down uh they he pulls his arrowhead out mm-hmm. he says like okay help me it makes this weird little CGI ball thing yeah. it's a, it's a CGI ball with with two per, like perpendicular uh Saturn rings around it and I could swear to god I had a trapper keeper with shit that looked like this on it in middle <laughs> yeah. school. I'm yeah. pretty sure this is the icon that pops up in Riven when you mouse your cursor over a thing that you can interact with. <laughs> it may be honestly. It's very like mini map indicator in a video game. Yeah. It it looks like the things you collected in Bubsy 3D. <laughs> it definitely looks like something from a not very good video game is what we're yes. getting at here. Yeah, what it could, could possibly be? go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Racism? Oh, no! Also, I would like, uh, Eric, if you can, please uh, paste some of the noise that this thing makes in oh. here, because it's awful. Tommy! It's me, David! Get me out of here! Uh, it's a really horrible noise. Yeah, it's, it's, it's this high-pitched really, really, really hum, and it just, it goes on for this entire scene, because Tommy just keeps using it, and as long as there's a special effect going, they feel the need to have this hum, and they did, just couldn't have picked a, a, a more grating sound. I also don't know how this thing is helping him find anything. It's not it like it has appear an... to show up in a direction, and it's not going anywhere. It just no, hovers it near the tip of the arrowhead. It doesn't like have an arrow on it or anything, which it probably should, given the arrowhead thing. But no. Uh, so he also then we get a shot of uh, the uh, Megazord fighting the uh, Mace Face. It's actually going okay. It gets like a good throw in and stuff. But then a bunch of their um, the quadra fighters, the the little fighter planes they have, show up and shoot at him while he's fighting, they, which seems like a thing oh, they should always be they doing. Do that but whatever, percent yeah. of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Let, let's 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 time out for a second. Time out for a mm-hmm. second. The Machine Empire's using their armada. Yeah. Have they done that before? No. Uh, only at no. the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Not during a monster fight. Certain. Just fuck. The thing is, use more than those three planes. Yeah, it's one of those things that wouldn't bother me if literally the establishing shot when we cut to the (sighs) Machine Empire wasn't a ton of robots. Like, if you didn't remind me that they had it literally every episode, it wouldn't bother me that they didn't use it. Um, But But yeah. This strafing run seems pretty effective. They should maybe do that all the time. And th- you know, and maybe not with three planes, maybe with like 300, because yeah, you have that many. <laughs> Use those weird walker things, too. Yeah. Um, I think that actually is the planes. I think they like trans, they have like two modes. It's cool. Oh, shit. And- yeah. Because, yeah, there, there's a bit where they do a bit of, of transforming and like the, those legs double as like jet boosters and guns. And there's like six of them on each one. Yeah, it's, they're, they're cool and they should use them, but they don't have that much footage. So, uh,. <laughs> They, we, at this point, um, we cut back to Billy, uh, shooting sparks out of a spark gun at a box. Why uh, do I have the note 
Alpha and I are super high right now. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember know. why I wrote that down. <laughs> um. Okay, in-universe, I don't know what he's making or why. Out-of-universe, why are they making David Yost play with a sparkler? You know, he's doing a thing to adjust the thing. Yeah, I don't know. But I, uh, Frankie, I am trying to figure out what that note could possibly it's mean. It's in this I, scene. I do not know. I mean, Alpha, I don't know. I don't know. I can't figure out what joke you were. T- I'm trying to I, figure out what joke you were going to make. I have no Alpha, idea. in this scene? Uh, yes, it's in this scene. Because, um, yeah, go ahead. Because Alpha, well, Alpha says, like, I don't know. Billy oh, takes Alpha off. Alpha's gotten through the barrier or something, and then he says, he, he, he. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he, he figured out where Tommy's brother right. is. Alpha mm-hmm. has used science magic to just completely invalidate the use of David or uh, well Tommy's arrowhead. So one thing that's going to be made clear in a second is Alpha hasn't broken the barrier. He's just figured out how to detect shit through it. Right. And then we see through the viewing globe oh. uh, that the uh, petroglyphs on the wall are moving around. So that's mm-hmm. weird. Um, they're, they're they're just dancing. They're just cartoons, and and they're dancing now. Uh, but fuck that because the best scene in the episode happens. Here we go. <laughs> uh, we cut to Bulk and Skull tooling around in their motorcycle and sidecar, looking for Rito and Goldar. Uh, they are sad that their pets ran away. Basically, <laughs> they which, made flyers. Yes, they made flyers. Have they you said, seen our you- monsters? Have you seen our monsters? Uh, it's very, very cute, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also... I'm just going to mention the after credits scene now, because um, I wish it was in the episode. Uh, did y'all watch the yes, after credits scene? Cute. No, no, hit us. Uh, so what happens in the after credits scene is the Balkan Scholar putting up a Have You Seen Our Monsters poster... Uh, and then it cuts around or like pans around the corner and it's Rita, Rito and Goldar putting up a sign that says, have you seen our humans? And it's a picture of Balkan skull. And I'm so mad. It's not in the actual episode because it's, it's very freaking cute. adorable. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, so yeah, they're putting up these, these signs. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're like. There's also this weird the banter speaking of Bulk and Skull being married where he hands Skull hands Bulk a poster and he says take that bad boy not that I mean <laughs> you're a bad boy I was saying that these posters are bad boys and I'm yeah, like Hold they took on the, the subtext God. and made it text yeah. <laughs> I just they they keep doing it, and I know it's not on purpose because they're homophobes, <laughs> but also, it's, yeah, it's impossible to ignore. <laughs> um, at this point, Lieutenant Stone comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they kind of crumple up their uh, their drawings because uh, they don't want uh, him to see them. Uh, and there's another note or, or a kind of reference to the fact that Angel Grove has like monster alert, monster alert shutdowns okay. where no one's allowed to go outside. Okay. They've, go ahead. What are the protocols for a monster attack? <laughs> yeah. Is so, it like stay home? Are there shelters? I, I think, yeah, you hit the cellar or your is, is, most interior room, I guess. 
Is this like a tornado or a hurricane? So, so Lieutenant Stone's going to pull up in a second, I guess on patrol. Yeah, yeah. And he's 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 going to be upset that Bulk and Skull are out during the monster attack. So, is the protocol to have everybody except high-ranking officers in the police force? Or was and he, then the, was he and on the his co- way to the shelter? I don't know. Yeah. So so we've heard this a couple times that they're they'll have like a monster uh you know monster alert or something and and they haven't really been explicit in the boom comics at least in mm-hmm. Angel Grove High there is straight up like a, a like air raid siren type thing that happens oh, when amazing. monster attacks happen and they all go to the gym like you do in a tornado yeah. to, to, to shelter from a monster, I guess. Okay. Yeah, that's, um, why I, that's why I was wondering. That was the one piece of dialogue that I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I love, I mean, I like it because for so long, we didn't even know if Angel Grove had police or mm-hmm. army. And then we were made aware that they do and that the the police know about the monsters and I now appreciate that they're like yeah I mean this happens enough that at some point the city of Angel Grove was like okay monster attack everybody get under your desks and so hide. to your like, point they don't say like an attack from Rita or they don't say an attack for the Machine Empire they say a monster attack so I think at this point they either don't know or don't care who the bad guys are and they just deal with it like a natural event, basically. To, I guess I mean, to a citizen, it doesn't matter, yeah. really. Like, yeah, yeah. If, if all you need to know is what the nature of the emergency is, it's kind of not relevant. Uh, yeah. Uh, for if 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 you want this explored to more details, and you don't have problems with a series that's full of triggers, like seriously, if you have any triggers at all. Uh, this series tackles a lot of really, really emotional, really like traumatizing stuff. So if that doesn't bother you, the web serial Worm has. Uh, I was wondering if it's gonna be a, Worm. A, a thing there where there are these type of monsters called Endbringers. And basically, if they hit your city, most likely everyone in there will die. So everyone, there's like protocols and shelters, uh, and it's an interesting view of what something like this would be. What whatever happened to that? Like, wasn't there supposed to be a video game that was supposed to be like it was a survival horror game, and it was from the perspective of a regular citizen during an Ultraman fight yeah, or something? It, it came out. Okay, uh, I, I it's only in Japanese, I believe. Well, that that kind of uh, I would expect that. Uh, but like, it's also gay. You can be gay in it. You can be gay in it. Well, shit. You can they play, really should have imported it then. Uh, I, I, I'll find you a Let's Play of a channel uh, that I like called Press A to Gay, where they play that with someone who speaks Japanese. And uh, they play a female character, and uh, she has a girlfriend. And That's you cool. go down the story. And they're all like cheap knockoff versions of monsters. So, like, there's. A knockoff Ultraman, a knockoff Godzilla, a knockoff Ghidorah. Uh, Sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Still, um, like that—that that is a super cool concept to yeah, me. Yeah, let, let me look it up. Well, though that's finish. that said, that's what Cloverfield is basically, and I don't like that movie. So, <laughs> I know some people do. It yeah, didn't work for me. Um. So anyway, 
uh, Lieutenant Stone asks them this, and then he points behind them, and he's like, behind you! And this made me feel really sad, because Rito and Goldar are there, and they're like, oh, look, our humans! And yep. but Bulk and Skull have to like keep up the ruse that it that they don't know these monsters, so they get on their motorcycle and drive away. Yeah, well, the Stone is like like pulling them and is like retreat, yeah. retreat, and you just see Rito and Gold are like like fall to the ground, like no, they're they're leaving us. We're, we're we'll never find <laughs> so, our way home. It's so sad. <laughs> Like, yeah. Rita and Goldar are, are so pathetic at this point, and it makes me sad that they're like, oh, these two idiots are like our only salvation, <laughs> and they left us. It's very oh. sad. It's such uh, a weird turn. So, yeah, finally, it's called A City uh, Shrouded in uh, in Shadow. Uh, okay, cool. And I, I posted a link uh, in the chat of the first episode, but you can find that on the Press A to Gay channel, uh, a channel that's run by uh, some queer and trans people. So it's it's uh, I highly recommend it. All right, awesome. Uh, so let's move on to something less awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, there's an Evangelion in it. I was looking at one of the... The thumb- cool. thumbnails, and there's like a fake Ava that that you have to. You don't even fight. You're just running around while they are fighting each other. So, so yeah. Uh, go ahead, Mike. I was gonna say, let's just get to back to Tommy's point and click adventure. Yeah, is <laughs> missed. He yeah. tries to use the arrowhead on rock wall. It does not work. Well, this is funny because he says, "Okay, I found it. I'm gonna teleport down to him," and. Instead of, like, the normal teleport animation, what happens is he goes into that weird ball cursor thing. Yep. And then it just, like, crashes into a rock. <laughs> and he gets spit back out again. Yeah. Well, so the thing is, he he tries to do his actual teleport in, and, like, I don't know if it's the arrowhead or the force field. that t- Something prevents him from actually going in. And he's like, ah, oh, dip. I thought <laughs> I could just teleport like a Power Ranger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... Then there's an earthquake, uh, and King Mondo shows up. Because well, Tommy goes, I'd do anything to get my brother back. Yeah, and King Mondo, who's half brother. machine, machine half genie, says, yeah. did you say anything? Yeah. <laughs> Which, and, okay, this, uh, at this point, I'm, a, I'm 100% on board with King Mondo as a villain. He's that, fun. That's just yeah. fucking great. Yeah, it, it's, here's the, okay, here's something I mentioned off air. Uh, and and kind of earlier, I love again when they have consistent character traits, even when they don't. I don't necessarily believe that it was purposeful. In this case, it's that Tommy is very stupid so because dumb. because Why? King Mondo is like, well, if you give me that arrowhead, then I'll for sure let you have your brother back. I would wink, but I'm a robot and my eyes don't move. Right. <laughs> And Tom was like, hey, well, how, how do I know, like, how do I know that if I give this to you, you'll actually release my brother? And he's like, well, you'll just have to trust me. You he wink. Was like, wink. <laughs> Which, like, if you're an evil person, you'd, like, you say, you have my word, you know, I promise on my, on Sprocket's life, or like, right. any, like, just trust me is the most, like, I fucking dare you. I dare <laughs> you to call me on my bullshit. Seriously. It's so stupid. But this is, this is also a recurring thing, not just with Tommy, with the Power Rangers in general. 
a tendency to cave immediately in hostage situations. <sighs> just like, shoot King Mondo. Just like, don't with a gun. That's like in I, your, get I get it. I get it. The life of the hostage hangs in the balance. But you, you, co- you acquiesce to the villain's demands instantly every time. Kimberly, when she gets kidnapped, we're gonna just get, get in the news or we're gonna just destroy the city. Like just whatever. It doesn't matter what the villain is or who they have or what they're trying to do. Any kind of hostage situation, the Rangers are just like, well, fuck it. Just give them whatever they ask for immediately. <laughs> so terrible. It's like you actually know where he is even already. Like right. you probably just need to give Alpha five more minutes to figure out this barrier nonsense. Yeah, like and he'll teleport liter- him out of there. Exactly. You know exactly where it is. Like uh, They're not going to kill him because if they do, they lose their bargaining chip. I, I want to make a bet here. Audience. If in the next episode, David is not rescued within five minutes of the episode starting, <laughs> I will eat my hat. <laughs> what kind of hat? I don't actually own a hat. I'll eat this oh. sock, I guess. <laughs> Please it's don't fuzzy eat a, and nearby. Please don't eat a sock. That seems like it would be bad for you. Uh, I mean, Maybe yeah. with a nice Chianti. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, it's... That's and that's how the episode ends. Basically, he hands the arrowhead over, and uh, as you Mondo may have guessed, you're dumb fuck, you yeah. absolute moron. <laughs> to be continued. Uh, is this the first time that Tommy and King Mondo share the screen, like in the same shot? I think it's the first time Mondo shares a shot with any of the Rangers. Hold on. Yeah. Um. The the yeah. if if Ranger Wiki used to be believed, this is the first original footage for hmm. King Mondo. The first and, American and actually, footage. Uh. I'm pretty sure that when Tommy gives uh, Mondo the thing, he doesn't immediately go like, ha ha ha, I fooled you. He goes, ha ha, your human sentimentality is what's going to destroy you. He mocks Tommy for having emotions, basically. Yeah, he doesn't straight up say, I tricked you, you dumb shit, but it's pretty close. (laughs) It's pretty damn close. (laughs) So yeah, that's the episode. I mean... I, I there's stuff about this that's fun to me. Mm-hmm. The the David like unintentionally having a lot of Tommy ish qualities in like him immediately knowing karate, him getting very sad when he loses at karate, <laughs> like that kind of stuff is very fun. But as always, and we won't belabor it too much because it's been continual. The continual continual fucking up of all the Native American stuff is unfortunate. Mm. It makes this whole yeah, thing really rough to get through, and we only have one more, thankfully. Well, it's it's also just the continuing ten- trend through this whole thing, and it may very well stick around all the way through part four. We keep getting episodes where, like, if you if you get past the bad insensitive bullshit, the rest of the episode is fun. Right. Which mm-hmm. is frustrating. Cause you can't we had the just fun go like, boxing hey, just- match. We had yeah. the, the fun, like debut of the red battle Zorg. And just like the ball and- was really fun. This episode. Yeah. yeah th- this yeah. is a good monster. I, 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 I presume we're going to see more of him in part four. I hope we do. Hopefully. I hope they don't just like, Oh, and we never mentioned this monster ever again. Yeah, face face it- is great. Punch a bunch was great. Who was the monster in the first part? Uh, was there one? I don't think there was actually, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, it's it. Oh no, wait, there is. It, there was. It was the weird, like skeleton looking monster. Oh, uh, v- uh, uh, main drain. Yes, yes, main drain. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing about this stu- stuff is that that makes that frustrating is it's harder to just be like, yeah, just don't watch these. 
<laughs> I mean, you still could skip mm-hmm. them. I'm sure it would be fine, but yeah. So, I mean, I'm glad we're almost done. I love the Red Balzord. It's cool that they give Tommy a little bit more, like... Because that's the thing, is Tommy has kind of had nothing to do for a long time in terms of Not plot. Not for lack of um, trying, though, because, like, the whole last tree part was about him, too. That's true. Yeah, about him and Kimberly breaking up, that's true. But, like... Yeah, it's actually kind of wild because we kept making up until this happened. We kept making note of the fact that, like, wow, Tommy's not really doing anything this season, huh? Here's the thing: the whole time Tommy is White Ranger, he's boring. Mm-hmm. Like he has nothing to do that entire time. Was him uh, taking care of a baby this season as well? Yeah, that was this yeah. season. So the part like, where Cat and him were definitely dating. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the only Tommy focus episode we got before we got to. The Kimberly breakup straight into this shit. Yeah, it's, so it's like, Tommy time now, I guess. At, at least they've had a little bit more for him to do. I just wish it wasn't so. I wish it didn't have so <sighs> many asterisks on it. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's this episode. Um, next week finishes this stuff up. Uh, I assume we'll get to see the Mega Battle, uh, Mega Zeo Ranger Battle Zord. I don't remember that thing at all. Mega so that's Super exciting. Ultra Zeo Zord. Yeah, uh, that'd be interesting because like they have tasted now. They they have foreshadowed. It. Yeah, now, they successfully introduced a thing and didn't use it that episode. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. They that's they weird. rarely do that. They did it with the Zeo Crystal, and that's about it. Uh, here's what I'm wondering, because uh, I have not watched Part Four. I we we've heard tell that the arrowhead becomes some kind of MacGuffin later, like more than it is now. Like it actually turns into a fucking Power Rangers thing. Does it turn into a weapon, or does it turn into the key to merging the robots? I'm pretty sure I remember it being slotted into a Zord. Boy, okay. I think it goes in like a power crystal. That has so many weird ass oh. implications. Yeah, I guess boy, we'll see. Boy, howdy, that raises questions about how Billy designed this thing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> racistly. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll talk about it next week. Um, we did uh, already do an email this week, but if you have some more, uh, send them to us at Teens with Tude on Twitter. Well, that wouldn't be an email, but tweet your questions <laughs> to us on Twitter at Teens with Tude. Send us uh, emails at uh, Teens with Tude or G- God damn it, Teens with Tude at Gmail dot com. There you go. Or Teenagers with Attitude, which are fa- is our Facebook group. Um, uh, Frankie, would you like to plug anything? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I talked to the GM and person who's running Latin Explosion. And by the time you're listening to this, all four episodes should be up in go. the YouTube page. Uh, g- good thing, because he was like, oh, thank you for reminding me. Otherwise, that video would disappear tomorrow. So... Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, good. You're going to be able to, to catch up on this whole story. And also, keep supporting that channel on both YouTube and Twitch. Because while the group that I played with won't be playing again, hopefully we'll get different Latinx people playing every week. So, please support. If you donate or subscribe, the money goes back to all the players. Uh, even the ones that have played before, the ones that are coming after, and it helps the story keep keep going, keep sustaining it. And if you want to support me, you can find all my stuff at twitter.com slash Frankie Extra. The E on Frankie is the EF Extra. In my pinned tweet, you can find links to my 
podcasts, which are uh, Audio Entropy Podcast, Basho and Tell, and Let's Steelcast. Uh, Let's Steelcast is almost over, y'all. We're going to be done before the end of the year. Um, oh, that's so fucking... Yeah. It's so weird to watch all of these, like shows from people who've like who've like spun off of our show or or, or not spun off we're but already like friends kind of, of ours. Yeah, like, I mean yeah. I, I guessed it on one of your shows and then Yeah, yeah like yeah. like just friends of ours, people who've gotten to podcasting Warren Beast uh, and Warren uh, Beast that, uh, yeah and um like, and like they're either they're either wrapped up or they're wrapping up. Mm-hmm. Totally reprise is entering its last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's it's and fucking wild, y'all, and we're just still trucking along have with this. Six hundred some episodes. Don't like worry, what? Mike. That's why my other podcast will stop when the sport of sumo stops, <laughs> and that has been going on for longer than the Power Rangers. Yeah, there so, you go. Yeah. Good uh, news. Uh, <laughs> listen to Bash Show and Tell. Yeah, yeah, that's Basho and Tell. Basho and Tell. It has a different schedule. Basho and Tell comes out every other month because sumo tournaments are every other month, and we try to have three to one episodes each month, depending how busy we are. But uh, normally, if everything goes good, we have a pre-basho episode, a mid-basho episode, and a post-basho episode. By the time you're listening to this, hopefully, uh, if not three, at least two episodes are out because the uh, Pre-Basho episode has already out, so by the time you're listening to this, this uh, current Basho will be over. We, uh, at the time of recording, we still have four days, five days. Um, yeah, I think that's right. So, I've been watching yeah. some. It's been exciting. It's yeah, been really yeah. fun. It's, yeah, I caught some sumo with Eric a bit ago, and it was kind of interesting to watch, It's actually. fun, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're listening yeah. to this, you won't be uh, able to join us for this Basho, but uh, it will come back. Not in uh, April, but in May. May. So go go hit me up on Twitter. There's a link to the Bashantel uh, Twitter. And then you can catch up on that. You can also find all my games at frankieextra.h.io. And you can uh, support me and the links over there in my Twitter. There you go. Uh, Cameron, is there anything you would like to plug? Uh, sure. You can catch me on my podcast that's totally not dead, uh, <laughs> all along the Watchtower. I hope not. It's really fun. <laughs> I actually have an episode that I need to edit and put up there, and then I swear to God, if I have to drive to four different states and gather the other guys, we're going to keep watching and yes, please. episodes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very fun. Yeah, so I actually started re-listening to, uh, the start of my, of All Along the Watchtower. I was like, oh yeah, this was good. We should keep doing it. <laughs> yes. So I do, I do have a question. Have you all gotten to the Clock King episode in Batman the Animated Series yet? God no. <laughs> okay. Just just don't forget about me when you get there. <laughs> no, absolutely. I have you penciled in for Clock King, and I have Zach penciled in for Mixel Pixel. <laughs> oh yes, please. Fantastic. Yes, even please. though that's you know in like five years. Sure. It'll happen. Um, <laughs> it'll happen. It's okay. I want... already guessed it in the in the racism episode because that's right. that's who I guess in this episode. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> we felt really bad about that, but we're like, we have to get somebody who's not white. <laughs> Anybody. Um. So yeah. Uh. The. Yeah. Check all that stuff out. Uh. Mike, do you have anything? Yeah. So uh, first, I want to plug my Twitter at uh, Mike Loves Rabbit. Uh. But I also want to plug uh the Audio Entropy Twitter at uh, Audio Entropy, and the reason I want to plug the Twitter is. 
Uh, going to the pinned tweet there is the easiest way to find the link to the Audio Entropy Discord yeah. channel, which is a great way to talk to all of us. It's also, uh, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, a really good way to find out what's going on with maybe watching uh, some sumo together mm-hmm. with yeah. Frankie and Eric, you know, a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you know, we that's... have a channel there, and we just... I'm going to take this as our piece of fan art, even though it's from an anime, but it's an anime we talk about. So he's uh, someone that had just started watching uh, uh, Sumo with us made a piece of fan art of a cat as a Yokozuna uh, that is from an That's anime, awesome. not the fact that it's a Yokozuna, just the cat. Uh, so yeah, go go check that out. It's on the channel. Cool. Yeah. You can you can chat with us. You can chat with other folks who uh, who uh, you know listen to uh, our podcast. We also have a, a, what we call a billboard channel where you can share stuff that you make, and uh, other folks you know sort of either you know fans of the network, friends of the network, also share their own stuff. So like you know just just get in there and and, and chat with us. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fun dang old time. All right, and uh, I'll go last, and real quick, you can follow me on Twitter, at Chinchimichilla. Also, I will, again, kind of plug, uh, you should check out both uh, Let's Steelcast and Totally Reprise. They're both ending fairly soon, and they're both really great podcasts, so uh, catch up and listen if you haven't been. Yeah, Let's Steelcast, um, we still have, like, a, two seasons, a season and a half, but uh, yeah. we will definitely be done by the end of the year which we might stretch just so i can uh keep my promise that i made cast that i would make her watch and review santa claus versus the devil every year and we did it last year (laughs) so hopefully we get we get to do it again if you haven't watched uh, any, if you haven't listened to any episodes of Let's Steal a Cast, Let's Steal Cast, you care nothing about leverage. Go, please listen to the Christmas episode where we talk about my favorite movie of all time, Santa Claus vs. the Devil. Uh, hell yes, please do that for me. Yeah, do that. Uh, and then, last thing I'll say before we get going, um, I have a request for everyone out there: if you are a listener. Uh, and you intend to get the, uh, Power Rangers, uh, fighting game that's going to be coming out on consoles and PC, uh, please shoot me and a Twitter message, uh, at Chinchy McChilla, um, because we're going to try to put together a tournament, I think. Um, I don't yeah, have any we details wanted to yet, do that. Yeah. We, we but, wanted to do that with Dragon Ball Fighters, but yeah. the net, the, net play deliberate like like the ability to play deliberately right. with other people was right. shit so don't take this so, as a promise but like if you're gonna get it and you want to play mm-hmm. um just shoot me a message so that i can get kind of a an idea of the number of people who it's, are interested it's less expensive than a, than a like real game right yeah it's 20 bucks yeah. it's 20 dollars. i might be able to swing 20 bucks it's also yeah. been it's been as as I, I mentioned last week it's been worked on by a lot of like uh I'm excited. Huge I, I think I'm fighting picking game, it up. I'm excited. Fighting game community fi- folks. So, like, it looks like it's going to be pretty fun. So, yeah. So, shoot me a message at Chinchy McChilla. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, uh, we ran, oh, well, about the standard length of an older episode. <laughs> We've been trying to get it shorter, but uh, Sorry, that's fine. That, that's the me effect. <laughs> Not, no, it's okay. Uh, so, for Teenagers with Attitude, I've been Zach. I've been Mike. I've been Frankie. I'm Cameron. And may the power protect you always. Here's a hint. 
to beat Mist, you need to turn in the white page. That's racist. <laughs> 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 Gotta flip all the levers down and then flip the lever up that's to the right of the ship where you start spawning in. Then it flips the man into the pan and then you hit mousetrap. <laughs> trap.